I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So one of my mo- mo- more recent, like towards the end of last year auditions was a, a sex scene. And um, now the way they had scripted it was that um, this couple uh, does their <laughs> morning check-in routine while doing it. So, you know, okay. it's sort of like interspersed breathing with words. <laughs> and I remember like I had my friend um and he's gay. So like, you know, but we were both uncomfortable. <laughs> world and welcome back to another episode of thanks for coming in i'm your host jillian claire if this is your first time tuning in this is a show where i speak to fellow actors about their journey and i make them share some bad audition stories with me if you're not subscribed to the show make sure you hit that subscribe button right now wherever you're listening and follow us on social media for some exclusive videos and fun little graphics and you know we run polls and fun things on there all the time Speaking of social media, we launched a YouTube channel. Yay! Hello 2023. What's up, YouTube? Also new is our Discord. Yes, we have created a Discord community for all of you, and uh, we hope that you share your audition stories over there so that we can read them to all of you. A listener tale in each episode. We'll see. If you guys submit them, we'll do it. Today on the show, we have Fikile Mtwalo. You may remember her from the South African soap opera Insidingo. She's also one of the stars of the brand new Amazon Prime movie About Fate. We have a great conversation and it was so fun talking to her. So here's my conversation with Fikile. 
And welcome to the show, Fikile. Thank you. And oh my gosh, you got my name right. Thank you so much. Ah! Okay, you don't understand. I was sitting here for like 10 minutes beforehand (laughs) praying that I was saying it correctly. I was watching videos. I was like, I'm going to get this right. You you nailed it. But Fikile, for a lot of Americans, is an acting vocal exercise on its own. It really is. really is. Um, well, I'm very excited to have you on the show and um, talk about your new film about fate. But before we get into any of that, the first thing I always ask is what made you want to be an actor? Wow. What made me want to be an actor? <sighs> you know, the smart answer is that... Um, <laughs> It just gives me the opportunity to fully expand into all of the humanity that I have available. Um, mm. And I find that incredibly freeing. Um, but I think more esoterically, because I am the only artist in my family, I come from a country where, sure, I did acting at school. I was lucky enough to have access to that. But as a career path, it was sort of uh, a little unheard of. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think it, it, it must be a, a calling of some kind. I Yeah, I love what you just said. Um, it, it is a calling. It feels like, I feel like every artist in probably the history of humanity has had that um, thing within them telling them that they, they have to go do something. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, really fun it's fun it's the only thing honestly it's the only thing that stuck (laughs) yeah so you you grew up in South Africa how did you make this um transition to moving to New York and uh starting your your full-fledged professional acting career Mm -hmm. I actually grew up in Lesotho which is a country that is landlocked by South Africa completely on all sides like the Vatican Oh, yeah. So that's where I was born. And I spent the first 16 years of my life there. And when I had this discovery that I wanted to be a performer of some kind, I uh, went to the University of Cape Town, which is in South Africa. Uh And I studied film production. But I was always jealous of our talent. Like as a producer behind the scenes person, I was looking (laughs) at all the talent like, Oh, they look like they're having the best time. I think I want to do that. So um, after I I graduated film, I decided I was going to be an actor. And so I moved to Johannesburg, which is sort of like the L.A., I guess, of of South Africa. And and honestly, like my, at the time, pinnacle, because that's, you know, you come from a landlocked country, like the country that's around you seems like the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm still stuck on that. That's that's mind blowing to me. I had no idea that that existed. Yeah, like if you look at the map of Africa, obviously South Africa is like right here. And then like right in the middle, there's a little dot and that's my country. Wow. And it's it's a sovereign country. We have a king and a queen. You and do? A prime minister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're just as dramatic as the royal family. They have oh a very goodness. close relationship. It's a Catholic uh, nation. Yeah. Wow. Cool geography lesson. <laughs> yeah, see, I failed at geography, so... <laughs> Don't mind me. You tell me that something's in Canada and I'd be like, absolutely not. I don't know. (laughs) What? Sure. So, okay. So you go to Johannesburg and Mm -hmm. that's where you start pursuing acting? 
start pursuing acting, I was lucky enough to uh, get my break relatively soon, I, I would say within a year. But by the time that year was done, I, I got my break and I'd, I'd gotten into NYU's grad acting program. Mm. So I sort of did my stint in South African television almost really quickly, almost like a year's worth of like TV shows before going and starting my master's. Mm. And then I did three years at NYU, graduated, and yeah, you know, just have been pounding the pavement as an actor. You know how it goes. Yeah. Um, I really want to talk to you about the South African television market. Mm-hmm. I before we got on here, I did look up. Is it? Do you say it? Is it Dingo? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. I looked it up. I definitely watched some of it. Um, <laughs> I love a soap opera. So I was like, oh, hell yeah, we have a South African soap opera. I will be here for the rest of the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I I want to know what um, what filming that was like, because obviously it was already a very well-known show in South Africa when you joined the cast. True. And um, Trevor Noah actually was on that too. What? So, yeah. Uh, it feels like a bit of a rite of passage for a lot of established South African actors to have uh, worked on Isidingo. But yeah, that was the break I was talking about. And um, it was my first time doing like a multi-camera thing Mm. and being on a soundstage and them having, um, you know, these are like funny details that I remember. Like I've watched this show my whole life and you're trying to tell me that outside is an outside. It's actually like a mural. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> That's how fresh I was. <laughs> wow. Um and and you know stuff like rain scenes for example. Mm-hmm. Like over the year the writers would intersperse rainy days. So you know, there we were with wet umbrellas on a sound stage coming into the the office because it rains in real life. So things like that really jumped out to me, but I I also had just a great cast and and directors that um nurtured they kind of I I, maybe this is a soap opera thing because I don't know that I've experienced this on any other set like just seeing someone young hungry eager and pointing them in 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 the right direction Mm. um very very gently but also like um in in an honest way and Mm -hmm. I, I I found that there and they were very encouraging with my my move to the U.S. I've always said that I grew up on a soap opera and I've always said that soap operas are like boot camps for young mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's brilliant if you can get in there into a soap opera, do, you know, a year to three years and then move on and experience yeah. more. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more because, you know, the the schedule is uh, is more predictable, but it's mm-hmm. also rigorous. So you, mm. you, you, you learn really fast and it's a great way to establish your brand because they've got such loyal fan bases, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have those people who watch soap operas will stay with you for the rest of your life. They yeah. will support whatever you do, which is really an incredible type of fandom. I feel like even, you know, with the larger fandoms of like Marvel and whatnot, those mm-hmm. can get really toxic, but I feel like soap mm-hmm. operas are always so supportive. Yeah. I agree with you on that. So you go to NYU, and then um, how was that switch for you? Moving from South Africa, going to New York, did you have friends and family there? Were you just kind of like, I'm out here on my own, let's do this? 
Definitely the latter. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting the level of culture shock I actually mm. experienced. And I think that is um, due to the, the American marketing machine all over the world that makes you think that you have some sense of what goes on here because it's so everywhere, you know, mm. we, American programming, American music, products, um, even like culture um, that's one of the biggest exports of this country. So you kind of think, oh yeah, I, I know what America's about. Jay-Z, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> like, hell yeah, this is easy. Got it. <laughs> but it's not that simple. <laughs> um, and so the culture shock was tough and New York is a tough city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to go home every single day. But I think after about a year, I, I, I committed to the process and uh, the grad acting program is all consuming. So it wanted me to give my whole self to it. And once I surrendered to that, it became a lot easier. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good lesson for a lot of things in our life, right? Surrendering yeah. and just knowing, okay, well, it's out of my hands. I'm going to, I'm going to give myself to the process and hope for the best. I mean, that's basically my audition process. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good process to have. <laughs> yeah, it took it also took me a while to get there too. So you're in this grad program and then what made you want to stay in America or did you go back to South Africa and mm-hmm. then come back? What was that process like for you as an artist and as a human? I went home as often as I could, which was, you know, twice a year when they let us. Um, and then afterwards, my uh, former husband and I decided that we were going to just try to stay here and, and make it work professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what made me me stay is because I was just like, I want to give my talents the best shot that I can. And this is the biggest stage in the world. And mm-hmm. I'm already, you know, so close, like I'm, I'm here. It would be tougher in South Africa to establish myself as an international actress from there. It's absolutely possible. Um, but I did go back in my second year in 2016 to film a second season of um, It's Complicated which was the, the, the series I, I was in. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I did some things throughout grad school when, when I could go home and, and had the chance. But I think after I graduated, I was like, I think I'm going to make it work here. Um, things are uh, more equitable here, although there's always a ways to go um, in terms of that. And uh, you, you get paid more. People um, have people like me, artists have unions that protect them. Um, mm-hmm. There's, a little bit more uh, freedom and opportunity here. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. And back to the show. And how long, so you, you stay here, you make this wonderful decision to stay in New York. Um, and how long until you book that that role, that like mm-hmm. first, um, you know, Union American role that you're like, yeah. heck yeah, I'm here, I'm making strides. It was three years. Um, and it was a very... <sighs> I, I feel like my journey, and, and that's the thing, I, I feel like actors who are coming into the, the business is that like no one's journey is going to resemble your own, um, and your lane is yours. So I had challenges and struggles that nobody else that I knew had, and I just had to accept this, is, this was my portion. So obviously we have immigration issues if you're coming from the outside in and Mm -hmm. um uh the government here doesn't make it uh all that simple to work here if you weren't born here or if you're not a citizen so um when I did book this role I I was it huh there was just so many things because it was validating 
that, you know, after so long waiting for my green card to be issued and, and being able to work here legally, that um, someone out there saw my talent and um, thought that I was good enough. Um, and it validated that I was in the right place um, because mm-hmm. that too was a complicated, well, I only found out later like that it, 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 it became my role after a lot of different things had to fall into place, but you know, that's life. So yeah. So three years. And what, what was that role? It was the about fate role. It was Dream. about fate. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Perfect. Well, let's go ahead and talk about it. It's a brand mm-hmm. new movie mm-hmm. starring Emma Roberts and you, um, <laughs> but tell me a little bit about the movie and your role in it. Yeah. So about fate is about, um, two strangers that, um, struggle to find their one and mm-hmm. um the timing is you know the holiday season and my best friend margo played by emma roberts who is wonderful by the way um she ends up not having a date for her sister's wedding and so um after a lot of shenanigans and <laughs> <laughs> a best friend who is trying to get into more shenaniganry um yeah, it, it becomes a, a bit of an explosive night. Yeah. So it takes place over over New Year. So it is a holiday film, but it's like a New Year holiday film. So I love right a holiday film. The, yeah, it's really, really cute. And um, honestly, it's it's about fate and how we try to control the outcomes. And it generally, it's just probably better to surrender because what's for you is coming to you, i.e., in, in Margot's case, like it's going to be right in your bed <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and your character is a bit um, wild and fun. How do you relate to that? Oh, I, um, I have a past. <laughs> <laughs> I have a past. I definitely, I mean, when I got the role at first, I was just like, I'm not a party girl. <laughs> not, not, not anymore. Uh... But just leaning into my, you know, my university days, I, I had a great, I, like I said, I went to college in Cape Town. And if you know anything about Cape Town, it's a beautiful, like, coastal city, party city, tourist mm. city. So I, I leaned into those years and, and, um, the kind of person that I was at the time and is still in there somewhere, <laughs> obviously. And, and that's how Dana was born. Um, I also made her British, which was pretty random, but it just felt right. Did they, was that in the breakdown or was that something you brought to the audition? I just, I brought it to the audition. It was not in the breakdown. But, you know, they didn't say American either. You know, sometimes they're very specific, like this is, you know, use your standard American dialect. But I also feel like it might be just a me thing because they know me and they're like, okay, well, let's not have her go too crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try, you know. So, yeah, that was a little loophole there. Wow. Mm-hmm. How was it to film? I mean, that's a large movie for that to be like your first big, um, you know, American role. Mm-hmm. How was it to film this huge movie in a big city and all of the all of the things that go with it? Because, I mean, you're starring Emma opposite Emma Roberts. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um. Okay, so it was still COVID. And so mm. everything kind of didn't feel maybe as big as it could have been, you know, productions were scaling down on sets. Um, We're not all together all the time. 
Uh, everyone's trying to get keep things like super minimal. And it was also shot on location in Boston. So oh. um, yeah, a little bit of a smaller city than, than mm-hmm. uh, LA or, or New York, but still big, but it felt um, manageable, not overwhelming. Um, mm. Because I think with, with, with COVID, everyone just wanted to, to tell the best story that we could with what we had. Yeah. 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 It definitely scaled everything down. And also I think when you're not on, um, it's a different vibe when you're filming on location versus filming in a studio in a studio, you can Mm -hmm. see all of the parts and all of the people and it can feel overwhelming, but Mm -hmm. on location, you only see a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And so it Mm -hmm. feels more like a, like a family setting in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that is what it felt like. Um, okay. So on this show, we like to share audition stories. Yeah. Uh, that can be no. something bad, something funny. Um, the one that got away, anything like that. Uh, is there an audition story you'd like to share with the listeners? You know, <laughs> um, sex is great, but I don't like putting myself on tape doing it. <laughs> Not like in like real life. <laughs> <laughs> like simulating it. I don't like being put on tape simulating it. <laughs> I am I am deceased. <laughs> I'm not that kind of actor. <laughs> oh my god. I love you. <laughs> I am yeah, just for the record. Not that simulated, kind of. yes. Yeah. Okay. So one of my mo- mo- more recent, like towards the end of last year, auditions was a, a sex scene, and um, now the way they had scripted it was that um, this couple uh, does their <laughs> morning check-in routine while doing it. So you okay. know, it's sort of like interspersed breathing with words. <laughs> And I remember, like, I had my friend, um, and he's gay, so, like, you know, but we were both uncomfortable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm going to go sit in that corner and read you the line so you don't have to look at me while you do this. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, that was memorable. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, and also like choosing your reader. Oh my god, one yes, always always go with your friend who is attracted to the opposite sex of whatever you are for a situation <laughs> like this because otherwise it's strange. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> but also just like how did you choose your that friend? Because I don't know that I have a friend that I would choose to do that with. You know, that's funny cuz he's he 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 has a way of um Shout out Devere if you're listening. But he has a way of making everything comfortable and mm. safe. And that's why I love him, you know. Um oh, that's New York radiators. <laughs> Makes your house sound haunted. Um but um yeah, he has a way of just calming me down and helping mm. me not get in my head too much about things. Okay. So, um, but I, I also come from a community of amazingly talented people, um, and so we we call on each other and we help each other. Mm. 
How was that for you coming out to New York and building this new community and and finding your people? It's it's so hard I to find people as an adult, mm-hmm. you know? Like I still have struggles with that of finding people that I truly feel like belong in my community or I belong in theirs. How is it for you yeah. to come here and and truly discover a brand new community? Um, it was a process. Um, and I think uh, I was lucky because I had the school setting. So school is obviously great if you're part mm-hmm. of a work setting. Um, and then after school, it became a little bit more deliberate. So mm-hmm. looking for members of the African diaspora who are also in New York City, um, what do they get up to? What parties do they go go to? Um, but I, I think being in school here and the type of program it was and how intense it was for three years, mm-hmm. unless there's something wrong with you, <laughs> you, you come out with a, a family, you know, um, and I'm, I'm really grateful that that was a, a result of that, too. Mm. Uh, before we we wrap things up here, I have to talk about your entrepreneurial side because mm. we love a woman who is in charge and doing multiple things. Um, so tell me a little bit about your company, Gloves. So Gloves is a biodegradable, disposable glove brand. And I was born in Brooklyn during the pandemic when I realized that the streets were just littered with mm. um, medical gloves. So what people don't know is that gloves are usually made out of nitrile, which is essentially plastic, and they take about 300 years to break down in a landfill. So every little glove you see, that's going to take 300 years to break down in a landfill. Mm. And that bothered me. So I decided that I was going to find a way to bring... um, a more sustainable option to the market, essentially. So I've partnered with a company that was producing um, a line of biodegradable gloves, but not necessarily promoting or distributing them. And mm. I was like, well, people know about this. I I love to tell a story. I'm a brand person. I think this could really, really do well. And so I built the gloves brand. And essentially what we want to do is bring... Americans and the rest of the world, um, a more sustainable option um, for medical medical use gloves. Um, they're not going to go away. It's mm-hmm. tough to recycle because with medical equipment, you know that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like how do we how do we just make the impact less? So gloves break down in ten years or less. So yeah, in a landfill, which is still a long time. And we fully acknowledge that. But But I mean, compared to 300 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is vetted. Um, Studies have been um, performed on the the glove itself. Basically, huge vats of synthetic rubber are put in um, uh, tubs and they add a chemical additive that makes Mm. the breakdown process a lot faster. That's how it works. And that's my company. Wow. Yeah. And so we're currently, we're still pre-product. We are working on raising capital to do a, a launch mm-hmm. um, of the product and basically get it to market as soon as possible. So if there's any investors out there, uh, give me a call. Yeah. Hit her up. Um, 
is it only going to be for medical? Because when you were talking about this, I was also thinking about, you know, like salons and hair care and all the people that have to use gloves mm-hmm. yeah. all the time. Yeah. No, not only for medical, but I think just as a standard of safety, we wanted yeah. to make the product medical grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also means food safe. That also means mm-hmm. chemically resistant. That also means non-comodogenic. So we just wanted to make sure that the grade, the quality was at as high as it possibly could. Um, they're not surgical gloves. So that's another level. You have like surgical gloves, then you have yeah. like examination gloves, which is what mm-hmm. most people like have under their sinks in their homes. Right. And then you get some, you get food prep gloves. Those are the, the lighter ones. So this mm-hmm. is medical grade and absolutely safe to use in, in food um, with chemicals, like in a nail salon or hair salon or tattoo parlor, those kinds of things. Amazing. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you mentioning my baby gloves. Of course. I love it when I have actors on here who have other businesses as well, because I think it's important not only, you know, as artists to sustain ourselves in another way, mm-hmm. but also I think it's important as artists to have our foot in other doors because it ultimately informs characters and brings inspiration and creativity into what we do as artists absolutely business I mean all businesses really is like you're creating something out of nothing and and that's what building a character is and so I Mm -hmm. think artists actors I'm really passionate about us just expanding our horizons and I think we we when we try we always surprise ourselves um, with what we're actually capable of doing because this is hard this is yeah (laughs) hard so you yeah you can do anything you can do anything you can do anything um (laughs) that's amazing do you have anything lined up on the horizon speaking of acting stuff um uh, there are a few projects in the pipeline Mm -hmm. um I'm looking forward for the to this pilot season that's coming up for sure um writing a ton so uh that has honestly just given me so much life creatively mm. and yeah yeah so I think a lot of I think this will be a good year heck yeah we're gonna yeah. put it out there it's gonna be a great year we're gonna do yeah. all the things um where can people follow you on Instagram and all those places so that they can follow what you're doing and check out your company Okay, so on Instagram, I'm Fikile Mtualo, which is basically my first and last name. So you'll find me there on Instagram, Twitter. Um, and then my gloves is wear gloves, like put on gloves, wear gloves dot com. And it's also at wear gloves on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, I have a TikTok account now. That's, <laughs> that's also Fikile Mtualo. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It has been such a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you. And I am so excited to see um, all of the amazing things that you accomplish in in your career and your life and everything. Thank you so much, Jillian. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And I hope you have an amazing rest of the year. Yay. Thanks again to Fiki Lay for coming on the show and spending some time with me. Make sure to tune in next week for another fun-filled episode with another fun and amazing and fantastic guest. Um, 2023 is really shaping up to be the year of incredible people. So buckle in. It's going to be 
really fun and um, I'm really excited. And hey, make sure to check out our Discord. Once again, I might start sharing some listener audition stories if you submit them in. So go to the notes section, click that link, join the community, and I'll see you over there. And as always, thanks for coming in. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.